Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. So and break away from tradition, because when we be out, girl, it's full of me that. One in the right, down the Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your host, Wits and Roz. Um, I gotta be honest. This is I'm gonna put this on me, Wits. I didn't check my email. It's probably still floating in my email. But we did record an episode last week. Literally right after both of our Thanksgiving dinners, and Wits with Wits was without mashed potatoes, and I was stuffed to the brim. I got to tell you, one of our more lackluster performances, efforts, shows of all time. It did not get posted. It might get posted in like a in a realm of oh, we're bored here. Check out how bad our Thanksgiving episode was. We did have picks, which none of you got. We'll go over how we did. I went three and two. In the NFL, I've been rocking an awesome NFL season. But Wits, yeah, I want to apologize to you. I didn't really bring it up. I was just going to let it go under the wayside. But you mentioned it before we got on the air today that I did not put up last week's episode. We did record one, but it was pretty poor. So Wits, you can have your take about it right now. But we, we were pretty stuffed and we were pretty tired. It, it was a bad episode, but I feel like you, you take the good with the bad and – uh I felt the same way. I, I was comatose after Thanksgiving dinner. I had to take a timeout. Although, of- you weren't comatose enough. What did you do after we recorded? <laughs> I made one of the all-time Thanksgiving mistakes that I've done, I think, time. two times in my life. We recorded. I was feeling kind of frisky, so I went back to the fridge for another piece of French silk. Uh, oh, I- this wasn't just a piece, by the way. You could not get it cut. So you went in for a healthy heaping of this French silk pie. And I didn't even join, and I eat more sugar and chocolate than you do. It was a good 16 or 17% of the pie. And uh, we, we got about four bites in, and we both agreed that my, the eyes were way bigger than the stomach. And it was a mistake that probably cost me a, a good night's sleep because I was tossing and turning, uh, basically turned into a piece of French silk. Not a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Roz, the episode last week uh, left a lot to be desired, so not that mad it wasn't out there. We didn't get you the picks, but got all right. the updated records. Um, and yeah, Roz, this is the last, uh, I guess, real structured week of college picks. Right, and I'm glad we have this year in full. And which, before we get into these picks, uh, I want to mention, I'm, cu- I'm also glad we didn't put last week's episode on because the way we had the studio set up, I wasn't a big fan of. I think when I come home in two weeks and we have a couple of studio sessions together, I will have it set up a lot better. We'll actually record it potentially at my place, um, but it'll sound better. It'll sound clearer. We'll have a mic where we can both sit and don't have to share it. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be back in Chicago so I can give them a Chicago episode. I feel like our vibe is usually better. Wits, I tried something today. And I think you would appreciate this. And I just want to put this in the universe because I, I've shit on this before. I sometimes go with the punches on this one. So I, I DM slided. Or what do you call it? Sliding to somebody's DMs, right? That's, I think that's what the kids are calling it. That's what they call it? So they used to call it that about a couple of years ago. I'm not going to name drop. Okay, I'm not going to say who it was. It was a Deerfield girl. How about that? We're going to start with this. It was a Deerfield girl. That's where Xander and I are from, if you're just tuning in for the first time. And I'm sitting at work. And by the way, my work days are getting harder and harder as we head towards the holidays. Just scheduling, getting prepared for Sundance Film Festival, and then pilot season. But I had 15-minute sliver to send you a bunch of texts. Um, I forgot what we were talking. We were joking around. Oh, Richard, another great YouTube series that we should get going. Um, and in that... In that moment of solitude and 15, 15 minutes of freedom, I was like, I'm going to DM this chick. She moved to LA, slid right into the DM. She's been posting like she's doing porn now. And I'm not saying she is. She's not naked in these pictures, but she's some suspect pictures. And I needed to slide in the DMs. Ask for a drink. I haven't gotten a response yet, but uh, I had to let you know. I feel like you would approve, and I bet you're very curious on who it is. Uh not that curious, to be honest with you. And that was, I guess, t- talking women with Roz. Can we get back to the sports, please? Well, we what, got, you're we t- got you're t- one of the kings that, of like snapping on birthdays and set on, on birthdays. They need more of us. They need a little bit more personality or wits. I'm I'm talking sports with them every week. I need to give them a little bit more here. I'm just I think ultimately we don't have to talk about it in depth. But I got to know: is that like a safe move? Are you a DM slider, or was I completely in the wrong here? I mean, you know what? If if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So, I mean, take that for what you want. But hey, I got no problem with it, my friend. Okay, he, you you're the king of this, especially on birthdays. I just want everybody out here to know that if it's your birthday, expect a text from Xander, or at least a Facebook wall post. I mean, the guy is circa 2009 over here. I post on everybody's birthdays on Facebook. You know, it's nice uh, to be. I don't nice know. You should you, you should from? you should see the look of the people you posted on. It's definitely a certain type, female. Good looking. Hadn't talked to in a while. Anyways. I posted posted on your wall. You don't fit in those criteria. I fit the good looking one. Um, Wits, we are, like you said, at the final or the finale of the college football season. We've got the conference championships, which I put a lot of weight in. And I think me and you argue about this. We We had a great conversation at our local bar when I was home about the conference championships and the weight that certain teams have. Minnesota lost to Wisconsin, so they're completely out. But we do have some interesting matchups with a lot of stipulations. I mean, Baylor now fits that Minnesota mold and has the potential to make the college football playoffs. And we'll explain that. But Wits, let's start them off. I'll give you the choice of first championship game to talk about. Let's talk about a little bit, and then we'll give our spreads, our picks, because this is our last week of picks for the college football play or not the college football season as a whole. Yeah. Last week, uh, it's been an exciting year, Roz. And I think, uh, a lot of questions are left off the table now that Alabama dropped that game last week. And I give a lot of credit to Auburn. That was a, a fantastic game. Um, I was ready for all the, you know, the speculations of what would happen if we had that one loss Alabama team, but no more. We've got a whole different scenario. Uh, I know we talked about the top three teams being in, and we've got, like you said, an interesting little conundrum here with Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, um, Wisconsin, not going to do it, but 
yeah, this is going to be very interesting. Um, and Roz, I got to think, you know, just one question real quick. Utah wins, are they in? Assuming Georgia loses. Right, again, this is all the assuming Georgia loses. Well, I don't know, because uh, them being put five, does What's that... Sh- what? My gut feel... I don't... I, it's literally, because uh, it's what they value more, Big 12 or the Pac-12. It looks like they're valuing the Pac-12 a little bit more this year. So I think if they win, and right, if Georgia loses, I think, yes, Utah will just slip up one spot into the four. But again, what if Oklahoma goes in there... Again, their matchup is against the seventh ranked team in the country, whereas Utah is playing a worse team um, ranking-wise, per se. So if Oklahoma has a convincing win, why wouldn't they hop over Utah? Right now, if it's going straight off of what it is today, it seems like they want Utah to be the four. It's been a while since we've had a Pac-12 team in the college football playoffs, but I'm confused about it, and I'm not sure. So, because again, six versus seven versus I don't even know what like Oregon is ranked anymore these days, but it's different. And I think they take these games by game by game basis. So I could be wrong here. I don't know. I mean, what's your take? Do you think Utah is the team? If they win, they're in again, all pending a Georgia loss. I mean, right now with how the committee has it ranked out, I've got to think that they are in because, you know, if they thought Oklahoma, but Oregon's out of the top 10. Is that more valuable of a win than Oklahoma or Baylor beating one another? Six at seven? I mean, Oregon's number 13. It's not like they're unranked. Um, hmm. So, I mean... A two-loss team. It is a two-loss team, but Oklahoma, you know, even if they win against Baylor again, or vice versa, I mean, I think it's more impressive if Baylor beats Oklahoma because their one loss will be to a top-ten team in the nation, winning the Big 12. And you know, you've got Utah, who lost to USC, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Let me float so- one, since we're not going into specific games yet. Um, because we will, and we'll give our picks on it. But Wits, I just like doing this speculation of the college football playoff. There's never been a two-loss team in the playoff. Wisconsin, let me just give you a little bit of a road here, Wits, and you tell me what you think. Georgia loses. Baylor beats Oklahoma, and Oregon beats Utah. Wisconsin beats Ohio State, regardless if it's convincing or not, but they beat the number one ranked team in the country. Does that Wisconsin team hop Baylor? No, absolutely. No, no. I think you're wrong. I think if you beat the number one team and you're in that position right there and you see all those other teams go down, they haven't valued Baylor at all this year. The Big 12 clearly is behind the Pac-12 in their mind. And the Big Ten clearly has their spot already in the college football playoffs. I think Wisconsin would be the first two-loss team to be in the college football playoffs if all of that occurred. No, I just I just don't see it. I mean, I think that the second loss, I don't think you can – I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you can just throw away the entire season just because they won the Big Ten at the end. They lost, they lost to Illinois. I mean, they're sitting here at one loss right now. Their one loss to what was to Ohio State. Then I would say absolutely. They'd probably be ranked higher, though. I would say they'd probably be the number five team in the nation. That's not the case. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see that scenario. And I think it would be really funny with all these conversations the past few weeks of all these different scenarios if Georgia beat LSU and there was really no question about who the four teams in the playoff would be. It would it would rid – it would get – everything would be off the table because we would just take – the top four as they are right now 
No I, chance I, LSU, who's now two, would get bumped out. I felt a little more comfortable when they were the one if they would have lost. No, I you can't. I don't care what happens in that game. I you can't leave LSU out of this playoff. Okay, I agree. They, they I, prefer- I agree. I think we speak so much like. We're talking, thinking we are the committee and making this pick. I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped LSU with an LSU loss and people would be outraged. I mean, my four would be the four that are in right now. I think you're 0 for 3 today on playoff picks. I mean, we'll see. Again, we're, we're just giving two sides of the coin here. Neither of us are in that war room and neither of us have ever been in that war room. I'm just telling you that it's a possibility. I... Would like this four. I'm taking back that comment. I would like Oklahoma in over Georgia. I think Georgia has looked atrocious this year. Nothing super appealing about them. Jake Fromm really isn't the quarterback I thought he could be. Give me Jalen Hurts in the postseason. And I understand they're 11-1. I understand they beat who they beat. Georgia Tech. They beat a number seven Notre Dame at the time, a number six Florida. Oh, my God. You're all about the time. Here's about the time, Wits. Alabama's only... Or only good win this year came against Texas A&M. They were ranked at the time. It's not about time. If it was about time, then you know that the conversation we had regarding losses in the beginning of the season taken less seriously than losses later in the season would apply more. It doesn't matter what they were at the time. Notre Dame, what they finished off as is the team that they played. Okay, so even with that, Georgia has beaten the number 9, 11, and 15 team in the nation. I mean, there's not there's not many other teams out there that have those kind of wins on their resume. So I know at the time, fine, they were five, eight, and eleven. Now they're eleven, thirteen, or excuse me, nine, eleven, and fifteen. Those are three damn good wins, no matter how you want to spin it. So I mean, I'm in for Oklahoma. I think Jalen Hurts would be more exciting in the postseason. Maybe he would be, but I mean, the the toilet paper roll defense in the in the Big Twelve. I just don't know if it's going to cut it, Um, but. Yeah, we'll see. We we have been wrong before. Um, but yeah, let's get into the picks. Enough Pick of the your, what, what's the what championship game do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's go straight off the sheet here and talk about the SEC championship game first. Uh, we we are on opposite sides of this one. Um, I'm taking surprise, the underdogs all across the board. Championship weekend in the Power Five. I like the matchups. I love the underdogs, especially in this kind of game. And here's why I'm I'm taking Georgia. I mean, LSU, they, they appear to be the team of destiny this year. They've won every big game, followed the signature win over Alabama, um, and the clobbered old Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M. But I just think Saturday's game just isn't going to happen for LSU. I think Georgia has sharpened up their offense, um, especially against Georgia Tech. And I think they might have the toughest defense in the country. So I think a team that's very similar in its physicality, um, you know, Auburn pushed LSU to the wire in a 23-20 loss. I think Georgia might just do the same here. And with getting a touchdown in this type of game, I really like the Bulldogs here, Roz. I think they're going to do it. Um, I mean, I was just crapping on them, so I'll be, it's easy for me to do it again. Uh, Jake Fromm, not the quarterback we expected to see this year. They have a good running game, but we've seen what happens when this offense is forced to compete through the air. It hasn't been pretty this year. They're going to go up against a top-flight defense. They're going to be able to stop this run game of Georgia, forcing Jake Fromm to be a player, and I don't think he's going to be a player at this level in the SEC championship game. So I'm riding LSU in a big victory. I think they're going to take this by upwards of 15 to 21 points. I think LSU 
makes a staple, kicks out Georgia, creates the controversy that will be between Utah and Oklahoma, and I love it. I think seven was an easier line than I expected. I thought I might see minus 11. Give it to me. LSU knows how to score. Georgia, not so much. Stop it. Jesus. It's not a stop it. Go look at their box scores. I mean, I LSU I puts up points after points after points. Georgia finally played Georgia Tech to a, a game that should have should have been looking like that, although it took them a while. It was more of a second-half effort by Georgia. So, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I guess we're going on the same side for the next two games, so we'll just give you a quick run-through. Oregon, plus 6.5 in the Pac-12 championship. Love that. I think that's... That's my favorite pick of the whole bunch. I I think it was up there for me, too. I mean, looking at Oregon, they've scored at least 24 points in seven straight games. They've won 13 out of their last 15. I realize they dropped a horrible game to Arizona State last week. But every time Oregon's lost in that span, it's been my fewer than seven points. I just don't see this game getting out of hand. Oregon, I know even if they win, they're not really playing for a playoff spot. But, I mean, this is still an important game. And, Roz, I think, I think you owe the Pac-12 an apology because here we sit at the end of the year with Utah having, I think, a decent shot if they win at the playoffs. And I remember how much you crapped on the Pac-12 at the start of the year. So I, you know, maybe, a, maybe an apology. I, maybe, I'm sorry. I don't want, no, I don't want to give them an apology. That's, I would be offended if they got into the college football playoffs because if they play any of those three teams – they're going to lose by 30 points. The Pac-12 is atrocious. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if anybody wants to come battle the battle with me. I mean, Oregon being your second-best team, dropping to Arizona State in a very clutch portion of your season, go in there, get the win. How are you losing five years in a row in the state of Arizona? It blows my freaking mind. Behind that, there really isn't anybody in the Pac-12, USC 8-4. and four. Honestly, I think they're ranked in the top 25 because they're USC. And at a certain point, we're going to have to realize that USC is no longer a high-profiled uh, academic, academically they're sound, but they're not a high-profiled sports academy anymore or college collegiate team whatever they are i can't get the word out anyways the pac-12 doesn't deserve my apology there are more big 12 teams now in the top 25 than there are pac-12 that was the point i was trying to make i'm over it the pac-12 should be scrubbed dropped from the power five and it will be an embarrassment for the ncaa if they allow utah into the college football playoffs wow how do do you really feel that's Uh I felt the exact same way eight weeks ago. (laughs) No apologies here on the opening line. Uh, Let's move on to the next game, Roz. Big 12 championship. We've got Baylor and Oklahoma. Baylor is a nine-point underdog right now. And for those of you who didn't watch that first matchup, this was just an absolute heartbreaker for the Baylor Bears because they were down. (laughs) They were up 28-3. This reminded me of that Patriots Super Bowl. And they let it slip out of their grasp with Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. Plus nine here, Roz. I mean, like I said before, I'm feeling the underdogs this week. I think it's too many points. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Baylor's a team that knows how to put put up points as well. So, I mean, yes, is Jalen Hurts maybe the most electric offensive player in college football? Yeah, he definitely might be. But nine points, it's too much for me. I think this is going to be a one-score game again. I'm with you. They haven't been putting anybody away. So, I thought this game would be close. I think Oklahoma wins, ultimately. I don't think they're going to get down 28-3 again. But like the, look at their recent games. TCU won by four. At Baylor, won by three. 
versus Iowa State, one by one, lost to Kansas State. That's their last four before playing Oklahoma State, where they won by 18. Luckily, I'm okay at math. I don't think they're going to, they haven't been blowing out teams. Their defense is so bad that it keeps the other team in the game. Uh, and Jalen Hurts hasn't looked that great against top top talent, top teams. Again, he's putting up the necessary points to keep their team within it and with a shot to win the game, but they're not blowing people out. So plus nine seems a little steep. I kind of like that on the Baylor side. Um, again, it's a big 12 game, so we could see 60 points put up by Oklahoma, and Baylor still gets 45 and doesn't cover. Uh, so we'll see. The Big 12 is such a such a scary conference to bet on, and they prove it year in and year out. Well, the games are never over. You can put never. up 50 points in a quarter between two teams. I don't understand. Like, will there ever be a defense in the Big 12? Like, how does that not happen at some point? I don't know. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to believe. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's very unexplainable. But it's an anomaly. It's just like, what the hell is going on? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see where, uh, what's the, Lincoln Riley, where he ends up next year. Um, because I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman. It's I, I think i got to give it to Joe Burrow. But back-to-back-to-back seasons with what he's done with that offense and three different quarterbacks, I know they're all very talented. You've got two guys in the NFL right now and one who's going to go. But I think you got to give that guy a lot of credit. He, he's definitely got something working over there um, in Oklahoma. So this will be a great game. I'm excited. Um, I tell you, you know, looking def- at – Looking at Jalen Hurts' stats blow my mind. I mean, 31 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 3,300 yards. But on the ground, he had 1,200 yards and 18 touchdowns. Another one that blew my mind was C.D. Lamb has only 50 catches, but has over 1,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. That means he's averaging over 20 yards a catch, which is absurd. Yeah, and crazier to think that Jalen Hurts was benched in college football. (laughs) Probably right. could start for almost any other team in the nation, maybe. You wonder if Alabama wishes they still had him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But, Roz, next two games, we're on the other side. Um, let's talk about the ACC. This is, this is, for me, this is a tough game to diagnose. You've got a Clemson team, who I think is still clearly one of the better teams in college football, but <laughs> looking at their schedule, um, Virginia is going to be the only team in the top 25 that, you know, that finishes maybe in the top 25. I don't know if, if they lose, they might not be. But Clemson, it's hard to get a grip. I mean, they played Texas A&M, was maybe their best competition all year. So you've got a four touchdown and a hook spread here, and I think it's too many points for championship game. I think Virginia's defense at times has shown that they can be very good against the passing game. I think they could create a little bit of a problem for the Tigers. Nothing they can't handle, but Given four touchdowns, um, I think Bryce Perkins on Virginia should be enough of a threat to help Virginia control the clock a little bit. And, and I don't think they're going to upset the Tigers, but four touchdowns is a little bit too much. And I always love that little half point because you never know when that comes into play. But I'm not a big spread guy. Very tough game to diagnose here. I said back when North Carolina on Saturday, September 28th, Lost to Clemson by one. That Clemson needed to come out. after That was when they lost the AP number one position. I said they need to come out and just demolish the rest of their opponents the rest of the year. Trevor Lawrence didn't look very good up until that point. I mean, the game before the North Carolina one against Charlotte, he had 94 yards total. 
Hmm. Not what you want to see out of the star quarterback. And since then, they haven't been in a game within 30 points. And I think they're going to come out, cover this spread easy, and put Virginia to bed with the rest of the ACC. I'm in on this. Give me Clemson, the big spread. I need a big spread every week. So they're the team I'm riding with. All right. You heard it. Uh, last game, Big Ten Championship, Roz. 16 and a half points is what we're showing right now. Um, like I said before, I'm rolling with the underdogs here. I don't love it, but I am taking the Badgers plus 16 and a half against the Buckeyes, the number one team in the nation. Uh, been the most impressive team in college football, in my opinion. But Wisconsin, they're on a little bit of a roll here. After they got smoked by Ohio State, they have been playing some great football, and I think they're going to keep this one tight. Ohio State just, I feel like they've blown out one too many teams, and that's, maybe it's good reasoning, maybe it's not, but I think Wisconsin's going to play this game tight, um, and apparently in the book of Roz, they might have an outside shot at the playoff, so maybe they play a little bit harder, um, but I, I think Wisconsin, they're definitely not as good of a team as Ohio State, but I do think they'll hang within a couple touchdowns. So I'm, I'm taking the points, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm the underdog specialist this week. Yeah, I don't know. In the book of Roz, <laughs> I've chosen Wisconsin to beat or at least cover the spread against Ohio State way too many times to count. It is over. Those days have passed. I'm making the argument that it is possible. If they were to beat Ohio State, which I don't think they will, I think they have a, a bit of a shot to get in the college football playoffs. But... They will not beat Ohio State, and Ohio State will do what they've done year in and year out when it comes to playing Wisconsin. From the time I was a sophomore in college, getting ready to flirt away, get drunk, sitting on a bus headed to our day party, and I lost $45 because I took Wisconsin plus 10, which wasn't even the spread that day. The spread that day was Wisconsin plus 4. My buddy gave me an extra few points there. And they were blown out 52-3. to I will never forget that moment. I won't forget this moment this year when I picked Wisconsin again and they got blown out. Ohio State's going to win this game. And honestly, they could win it by 70. I'm all in on Ohio State. They're going to the playoffs and are probably my favorite to win this year's college football playoff championship. So good night, Wisconsin, on Ohio State. You run the Big Ten, and they're going to close it out in fashion this week against Wisconsin. Well, that is a wrap on College Football Championship Ooh. weekend. You getting a little uh, emotional? I feel like we'll get more emotional when the NFL is coming to an end. I mean, it could come to an end for me this week if I lose in fantasy. But obviously I have the Packers who are Super Bowl favorites and most likely going to be the team lifting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. I don't know which odd site uh, you're looking at for that, bud, but uh, Packers, you know, definitely have a shot. That was a big loss by the Vikings on Monday night uh, to give the Packers a little bit more of an edge in the NFC North. Um, but Roz, gotta give us both credit. You're you're doing a little better in the NFL, um, but both positive units for the year. And Roz is actually hitting 57% of his picks straight up, not counting the two unit plays. That's pretty damn good. If you've been listening to Roz, you've been making some money. Uh, Wits is hitting 53%, so just above the threshold. But, yeah, the NFL has been treating us nicely, Roz. So got three weeks or four weeks left to keep it going. And I'd say yeah. that Wit, um, 
So yeah, last week. Although brutal week this week. Before we get into last week's pick picks and this week, I just want to preface that we have some brutal picks this week, in my opinion. And uh, it's a it's very tight spreads across the board in each game this week. Yeah, very tight spreads. Um, but I think the lack of good games in the NFL, it's fantasy playoff week. So for everybody who made it through, if you were in the top 60% of your league, congratulations. Uh, if you were in the top two, you know, maybe you can get a high week uh, like Wits here because he, he's not playing anybody this week, but does have a chance to match up with Roz in the KMML fantasy semifinals next week. Uh, Roz, you went three and two last week. I went two and three. Um, one of my two unit play in Kansas City, minus 10. And then the rest of it was uh, it was pretty garbage. I was upset that the Ravens uh, couldn't cover that game. They won by three. I thought they should have won by seven at least but well i think we should i think we should address on my side one of the more ridiculous losses ever not even did they cover the spread but they lost the miami dolphins that's the philadelphia eagles how bad wits is the nfc east i mean we we should talk about banning the nfc east from the playoffs is this i saw a hilarious article is this the worst division we've seen in the nfl in the last two decades it's pretty bad. I mean, you've got Washington and New York who are, let's call them bottom four teams in the league. And then you've got just two of the most like underachieving teams in the league right now. So frustrating <laughs> if you're a Cowboys fan. But if you're an Eagles fan, this past week, it was just, it was unacceptable. I mean, you have a chance for the division to tie for the division lead and you lose. How has Miami won three games this year? I mean, after the first seven weeks, I was, or whatever it was, when, before they won their first game, I thought they were destined for 0-16. I mean, they were so bad. But here they are, three wins. I mean, they might get to 500 after a couple more scoops of protein. I mean, to be fair, they've played the Redskins and Jets and the whole, the bottom dwelling of the, I mean, the Bengals got their first win against the Jets. I mean, there are some bad teams in the NFL this year, and it's hard to watch. But it's funny when you see one of these bad teams beat a team that is, not only projected to go to the postseason, but was projected to compete for a Super Bowl. And they lost. Not The spread, minus 10, was not even close to being covered that day. They lost the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzmagic over there is just... Do you keep him? I mean, I think this week... I'm actually picking the Dolphins this week, which is wild in itself. But I cannot believe how poor the Eagles have been. I can't believe how poor that division has been. I mean time to ban them i agree yeah it's been rough and then you know taking a look around the rest of the league rise uh, very impressed by the thanksgiving day performance by josh allen and the buffalo bills give him some you love know. baby I'm, I'm i'm a little bit of a i'm a quiet josh allen guy yeah i mean first big primetime game traveling to dallas not an easy place to play i don't care what you think about the cowboys but that was an absolute beatdown that josh allen laid on Dallas and nine and three right now still have a shot to win their division. I mean, I think the Patriots are going to pull it out, but regardless of what they do, the Buffalo Bills, they've had a very nice season playing some great football. You're Looking trapped at- in an Alabama Patriot limbo. The Patriots offense is bad. And Tom Brady has been bad. So be careful what you wish for. Bad, but I, you know, I got. If there's anybody I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to, it's it's going to be Bill and Tom and the Patriots because 
they've made what eight or nine straight AFC championship games. Like there's a lot of other teams where I'll, I'll play suspect on, but I mean, for them, I can't, I just can't play the other side right now because they've shown us, I mean, people have been counting out Brady on and off for the past four or five years. Every time he has a couple bad games or oh, he looks old today, it's like, yeah, he looks, he looks bad right now. But my gut is that they'll figure it out and they'll find a way to make it work because they always do. They have for the past 20 years. So regardless, I called the spade a spade though. And I know you to do that often. Dude, that six point game isn't the telling nature of that game against the Texans. They were getting beat and they scored 13 in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were down 28 9 at one point. So, no, I mean, and I don't, I'm, you know, wouldn't make any excuses about the game. They got pounded. It wasn't as close as the six points. But, you know, my thought is, and it was funny, you saw Tom Brady ream out, you know, the receiving core. You know, my thought is that a couple of those guys are going to figure it out a little bit. I mean, Jacoby Myers and Keel Harry, two guys who have a lot of talent, but not a lot of experience over there. So if they can get something working these next three or four weeks, I mean, that's going to make Tom Brady and this offense look a lot better. But Tom Brady is not a guy like Lamar Jackson who's going to go out and run around and make a bunch of plays with his legs. He's a, ta- he's a tactician. Um, he's a nightmare when this offense's line is protecting him and he's got everything working. But when all the pieces are moving correctly, I mean, that's the kind of effort that you get. My thought is that they're going to figure it out. But regardless... Wait, um, wait. Before you're regardless, tell me second, this. Interrupting me. I love interrupting you because you keep you keep wanting to jump into the next segment, but I'm I'm looking at all Recap- these things. What? I was recapping week thirteen. Good. I, I want to recap week thirteen. I wanted to ask you a question to continue the recap. The NBA is star studded, right? And there's so much hype and so much drama surrounding it. And hype is the key word there. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know. The NBA I haven't followed it in five years. Well, I'm not asking anything about the NBA. Anyways. I'll just go into what I'm saying. The NFL was so hyped this year. Players are so hyped every single year. And I think it falls upon deaf ears because they all ultimately suck. And I'm going to go through a quick list, which you can stop me when there's too much hate. But let me ride. Panthers up 14-0 this week. They lose 29-21, to allowing more than 250 yards on the ground to Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, and Dwayne Haskins. The Panthers, done. They fired Ron Rivera. Kyle Allen, not the answer. I'm scooping them. And I don't even care about the Redskins. The Redskins are still scooped too because they suck. The Browns, you had Miles Garrett. You've won three in a row. Yes, he hit whatever his name, Mason on the bench, Rudolph, in the head with a helmet. You come in there and you put up 13 points. Are you kidding me? An interception on the last drive. I mean, the Browns couldn't look worse if they tried. This team's supposedly Super Bowl potentials suck. They're scooped. They're out. The Giants, scooped. Losing, losing to a third-string quarterback, too. Third-string quarterback on a bad Steelers team. That is a bad 7-5 and five Steelers. They are not a good team. They haven't hey, really played anybody. Say what you want about the Steelers, but let's give some love to Mike Tomlin. What he has done with this oh, team here is incredible. Just luck. Oh, stop it. Dude, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season at the helm of the Pittsburgh Steelers as the head coach. You're going to tell me that's not impressive, especially with all the injuries that he's dealt with this year? That guy is a damn good coach, and there's a reason this team is 7-5 and five with God knows who's under center, who's playing wide out, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger. You haven't heard anything from them this year. This team is still two games above 500, has a chance to make the playoffs. 
let's give some credit to Mike Tomlin, but go ahead with he your He gets rant. an ounce of credit, whatever. I didn't scoop them. They're still alive. They're not out of this ice cream jar yet. Bengals, Jets, both out. The Jets, I don't know how they're four and eight, but you lose to the. You said you were going to be ripping on stars. You're, you're ripping on all these garbage teams. Well, like, wait. Oh, stars were for at least the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I haven't even brought up yet. Was Nick Foles got an eighty million dollar contract to come there? Benched. They suck. Got demolished by the Buccaneers. The Panthers have these stars. Had this potential. Loved Kyle Allen. Gone. Sucks. Christian McCaffrey can't carry this team. He got one star. It's Christian McCaffrey. And he's not helping them out very much. David Johnson on the Cardinals, brutal. I think his career is over. They got stomped on by the Rams. The Broncos and Chargers, Phillip Rivers, I don't even know where he is. He just lost to Drew Locke. It's unbelievable how bad this Chargers team has fallen from grace. Time to put in Tyrod Taylor. Your boys, the Raiders, getting demolished 40-9 to wits. Derek Carr sucked. John Gruden can't coach. He sucks. It's another supposed star team that was going to fight this year. Brutal. They're out. They're getting scooped. I'm telling you, the NFL is putting out a lot of trash. There is some amazing teams at the top, but it's few and far between there. I think you got the Packers, the Seahawks, 49ers, Saints. And on the other side, I don't trust the Texans. The Patriots have to be put there. But other than that, it's really just the Ravens. I think it's like a six-team race at the end of the day, and there's 32 teams in the league. Well, whatever. Let's get to the picks. I'm tired of your crap from last week. Uh, let's start off. I'm going back to the well. Hometown Chicago Bears. They are plus three. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Uh, first Thursday night game I've taken in a long time. This is uh, two teams still fighting for the playoffs. Bears and Cowboys. I think Mitch has a good one. I think it's going to be a four-touchdown effort. Allen Robinson will catch two of those. Um, Just feeling good about it. I think the Cowboys, I think they've finally run out of steam. I think they've been the most up-and-down team in the NFL this year, looking at the highs of that start um, and falling all the way down to where they're at now, still leading the division. I think the Bears come out and spank them around a little bit, so I'm going to take the Bears plus three. I'm also going to take the Ravens. Same exact spread as last week. Five and a half points, their favorites, over the Bills. We did give a lot of credit to. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be too much for this Bills defense. And people forget, Baltimore's defense isn't too shabby themselves. So I think the Ravens get out to a hot start. Always important for a team that likes to run the ball. So I like them minus five and a half. I'll get to my third pick. The Rams, I'm going to take. I've got them as a pick right now. Some people have them plus one. I'll take them as a pick Versus the Seahawks, uh, they're playing in L.A. I think the Rams get to 8-5 and five this week, and Russell Wilson runs into a tough one. I am on the other side of the coin. The Cowboys have been hot this week in the way they've been communicating, and they're not going to lose, especially after watching the Dolphins take down the Eagles. It's time for them to run away with the oh. NFC East. What? So what are you, Darren Ravel? Are you communicating with the Cowboys now? I am. I am. Cowboys, minus three, easy over the loveless whack job of a team in Chicago. Anyways, Falcons minus three over the Panthers. No coach, no quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is the only option there. It's going to hurt me in fantasy this week, but I'm taking the Falcons minus three, a team that has been spiteful and loving all at the same time this year. Give me the Eagles minus 10. Again, this is a game they have to win by more than 20 for me to believe that Carson Wentz shouldn't instantly be kicked out of the NFL. 
I'm taking the Eagles minus 10. Which you can close them up on your last two picks. Yeah, so I really like Tennessee minus two and a half this week uh, against Oakland. Uh, Raiders season is going down very, very quickly. Titans are 5-1. and one. Can you believe that? Uh, behind Ryan Tannehill. Oakland ranks 31st in defense. Um, I think Derrick Henry continues this late season surge. I think Tennessee actually blows them out of the water here. And then I'm also going to take New Orleans, take the Saints minus two and a half, or excuse me, minus three at home versus the 49ers. I think this is going to be Alvin Kamara's coming out party this week. He has not scored a touchdown since week seven. It has been a long wait for fantasy owners, one of those being myself. So I think he finally pops off this week. Drew Brees, 300 yards, book it. 49ers are going to have a very tough time in New Orleans this week. Well, uh, interesting takes. I'm going to go to close it off. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus two and a half. I love that a lot. The last time I took them plus two and a half, it was a win for your boy. And then I said it. Give me the Dolphins, baby. Plus six. I don't know anybody who's gambled on the Dolphins all season long. Let me be the first. I love this for them. Fitzmagic has been great. The Jets are awful coming off of that Bengals loss. I like the Dolphins. They might not win it, but they're definitely going to cover this six. And that Cardinals game, I just want to go back on. They will prove the Steelers are a trash team. And that Mike Tomlin, although I'm impressed getting that trash team to 7-5, and five, they're going to take a loss this week. Give me the Cardinals plus 2.5. Wits, any final thoughts coming down the stretch here where we finish college football, we have a little bit more of the NFL, there is a potential matchup between you and I for the, uh, for the whatchamacallit, for the, for the semifinals of our fantasy league. Any, any thoughts, any quotes you want to get in? Um, I just want to throw in a little baseball news. There was a, there was a big deal uh, that was oh, signed. The today. Zach Wheeler one? Zach Wheeler, five years, $118 million for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, anybody who's ever seen Zach Wheeler pitch, I mean, that guy has some crazy good stuff. But, you know, it's hard when you're on a team with DeGrom, two-time Cy Young winner, and Noah Syndergaard, get a lot of notoriety. But this was a very interesting deal by the Phillies, and it, it hurts me a little bit that the White Sox offered – Wheeler a better deal, more money, and he decided not to go with them. Uh, always like to see the Chicago teams do well, but uh, family, fiance's family a little closer for Philly, for Zach Wheeler. So I see why he did it. And this Philly team definitely had the talent. Uh, Kapler wasn't the guy to lead him there, but Girardi just might be. So I thought that was uh, big news out of the MLB today. Look at you finding even in the deepest of football season. Your way into getting an MLB storyline in. Well, which that's the show. I'm tired. I'm going to go eat some Reese's. I haven't eaten any dinner yet. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy it. Everyone go check out Dan Soder on, not part of my take, but on Barstool KFC Radio. It's one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my life. It's just answering the internet questions, which we should do that to start the show one day, answering insane internet questions. Um, but that's our show. This one will actually get posted, so stay tuned. Hit us up on social media. We're still at the Believe Podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. They're gonna fire me just for botching that one. And uh, have a great night, everybody. We're gonna keep the line moving here at the opening line. Oh shit! You wanna? You really wanna?
hot shit. I moved out to Los Angeles seven months ago. Rotate the batch of ladies always in and out the casa dough. And once you leave, I make another plate of eggs and avocados. Come on, guitar, and practice my vibrato. I'm my dough, magically inclined to hit the lado. Oh, I don't even have the cream, the brew with small gelato. I stay up, I have to get it in pro layup. My reputation counts, man. I figure out when. Switching the flow up modular Y'all just choked and I talked to her Now you scope with binoculars And insist that my trick is to rub my lips a kilometer Picky, picky, picky with the words Get the form, get the reps It don't work out like I wanted I don't fret like a neck hunger Toss step to this if you please I'ma squeeze every lemon tree Life is giving me, oh yeah What's it gonna mean for me? I got love in the music I'm pushing and losing If I could just listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube